superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berende. And today I have with me Umwa Luna, and we are going to be discussing body confidence and business branding. This is going to be a really juicy conversation today. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Umwa. She is the founder of Sacred Branding and a spiritual guide, business strategist, and brand midwife. I love that. She works with soulful, ambitious women entrepreneurs who have big messages, big hearts, and big missions. She teaches how to create a brand that's soulful and sacred that also does the selling for you. Her expertise is in blending the sacred and the strategic, busting up visibility blocks, positioning yourself properly in the marketplace, and standing out from the crowd are her specialties. She's created a unique and unorthodox system combining the 12 traditional branding archetypes with the 12 astrological signs. Her system teaches you how to craft your brand story, message, and identity from your personal birth chart to magnetize ideal clients, opportunities, raving fans, and kindred spirits. She's helped her clients to double and sometimes even triple their income while staying in integrity and always coming from love. Welcome to the show, Umwa. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really happy to have you here. Um, so before we dive into this topic of body confidence and business branding, will you please tell our listeners what your superpowers are? <laughs> sure. Um, well, I'd say one of my superpowers is channeling sexual energy, and that's um, some behind-the-scenes kind of stuff that I do that's different with my work. Well, that's relevant for this show. Yeah. Say right. more. Say more. Um, well, like sexual energy is also just life force energy. Mm-hmm. And it's also extremely attractive energy. So there's like an element of like, um, you know, sexual attraction with your clients and your audience in a certain way. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely want to want to dive into that a little bit more because there's so much in there. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one of my superpowers is that I'm really good at just like bringing people into like a certain energetic bubble where it's easy for them to see a different perspective and shift and let go. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Um so let's so let's dive into this whole conversation around sexual attraction with your clients because that can so quickly and easily get thrown in some really crazy ways, right? And I feel like we have a we have a responsibility going into a position of you know, there's a power dynamic when 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 clients hire us, right? Mm-hmm. Um and and that's I, I don't necessarily need to spin a positive or negative light on that. It just is so. You know, you're hiring someone, you're asking for their advice, you're you are abdicating a certain level of your power over to them in that yes. dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that can so easily, and we've seen it so easily and quickly get sort of thrown in a really negative light, right? Yeah. People have been hurt. 
people have been sexually abused. Like there's a lot of stuff that has happened in that arena, right? So I would love to hear you talk about how you use that in a, in a healthy way. Cause I think that that that's an education that a lot of people desperately need. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first let's frame it a little bit. Like, yes, definitely. I'm not saying to sleep with your clients or anything <laughs> like that, you know, it's like, just get that know, one out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't advise or advocate that. You know? <laughs> Sex, love and superpowers show does not endorse <laughs> sleeping with your client. Hey, let's just be clear. <laughs> I've never done that before. No plan on it. You know, and then I'll secondly say that the vast majority of my my clients are women, and so it's a different kind of dance, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but so. there's a, but there's a there's something there. There's like when women see other women who they perceive as sexually attractive, there is a magnetism that happens. I've I've heard the word tumescence get used. Um, where when a woman is really in her sexual power, she has a certain amount of tumescence, right? And it's like this attractive energy. And it's attractive to to both men and women alike, whether you want to sleep with that person or not, it's an unattractive energy. Exactly. And that's that's more what I'm talking about. I actually don't know that word, but it sounds good. <laughs> like, like the way you're describing it is capturing the energy, right? It's mm-hmm. it's And so this is the other piece. It's not about taking any sort of action, right? So that's where, like, to me, that's where the messiness and the cross lines are, you know? Totally. Um, And, like, when I I have male clients, and there is, you know, frequently some sort of sexual tension there. And to me, I just kind of use that as fuel for the coaching, you know? Um, And I do, I am always aware of um, making sure there's very clear boundaries, right? So that's like really important as you're playing with this energy, you know? Yeah. Um, and like you said, being aware of that power dynamic and um, making sure um, that you're using it correctly, right? That you're using your power as, for me, how I, use, I think of it to make sure it's coming in a healthy way is I'm using my power to uplift them. And I'm using my power to show them and hold up a mirror of like their greater self that holds space for that. That's where I'm focusing my power, not in making them do anything or have them interact with me a certain way or respond to me a certain way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, totally. Totally. And I love that. I love that concept of the mirror. It's like, this is what's possible. I'm holding myself in myself, in my, in the fullest version of myself, which includes my sexuality. And that's, that's what's accessible. That's what I'm showing you. What is, what is possible. And I love that you're modeling healthy boundaries and and how to do that in a really safe way. Right. Because that I think we do get stuck in this idea that, Oh, there's sexual energy. That means that I have to take action with it. That means I have to sleep with that person, but it's, it's purely an energy. Right. And it is, it is like one of the most powerful energies on the planet. I mean, it has the power to create life. Exactly. Right? And that is powerful. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, so because the way our society is, we have so much shame and guilt and all this just crap around sexual energy and not just sex, but sexual energy, everything, you know. 
And like, mm-hmm. I make it a point to like show my cleavage and like stuff like that, you know, because that's part of who I am. Uh, you know, the way I talk about branding is like being really honest and vulnerable and authentic. And I'm a very sexual person. And like, that's an important part of my energy and who I am. So I'm not going to hide that because I want to be professional or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I started to play with this energy. And then I, I was just trying to be myself. And then I, I noticed, I mean, more and more that like, that's actually attracting people. Like the sexual part is attracting people and it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just the life thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We are attracted to that which is thriving, that which is alive. We want to move yeah. towards that. Yes, and there's nothing more alive than sex, you know, or like sexual energy, you know. Right, that is. When you feel most alive, you know. For sure, for sure. Um, Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other show. (laughs) We'll cover that in another episode. Right. Um, Okay, so we need to go to a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to dive more into this, um, the relationship between body confidence and business branding, because I think that that's really huge. Um, But before we go to break, will you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you? Yes, you can uh, find me at sacredbranding.com. That's my website. Um, You can come and play with me on Facebook. I'm there a lot and I post a lot of things and um, I'm always open to connecting with new people that... uh, resonate with you know who I am and what I'm doing so definitely come play with me over there awesome so we've been talking with Umwa Luna and when we get back we're going to dive more into body confidence and business branding so stay tuned this is going to be a good one Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay. So in light of, you know, this, we're talking about sexuality. And I mean, I, I think that obviously body confidence and sexuality are very closely linked. Um, but I am curious about what your experience is with body confidence and how it a affects our ability to be in business to begin with and B to effectively brand ourselves, especially as women. Yeah. There's like so much there, you know, so I'll just say, you know, I am not a skinny person. I'm not a small person in any shape or form. Um, uh, I'm tall and I, I, um, I'm, you know, I'm big. So for me, I have had a lot of stuff. I had to break through a lot of things there, you know, um, and I've had a lot of clients that have like the same stuff of like, you know, the visibility issues, a lot of it tied to how you look isn't presentable, right? Because it doesn't fit into this like narrow box of like what a woman is allowed to look 
look like. And there's actually even studies that show that like women that are um, bigger, or overweight, or whatever you want to call it, um, are, are tr not treated as well as in the workplace. They're viewed as less professional, sloppy. Like there's all this kind of stuff that we have to contend with that's real, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and then, and within our little weird niche of like coaching, personal development, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, spirituality, there is like the poster girl who is young and skinny and white. Right. <laughs> Not all of us look like that, you know? Right. So there's a lot of stuff about like feeling like you don't, your body doesn't look right. It's not the right size. It's not the right age. It's not the right color, you know? Mm -hmm. And this, this is all real stuff that can prevent us from being willing to be seen and show up and be visible because it's like, you know, you can feel like you're not allowed or you're not, uh, who you are isn't good enough or it's not right. You know? Totally, totally. I mean, I that we actually when we started this show, um, it was something that I struggled with so hard in finding images for the the podcast episodes themselves, and um, because I think that part a part of this problem, and I I really do consider it a problem, is that we um, all we see, like we're fed so many images, we're fed more images today than any other time in history, right? Because of social media, because it's just everywhere. Everywhere you look, there is an image and there's a high gloss image and there's, it's like the bar keeps going higher and higher and higher on what we're supposed to look like, right? And, and so we were looking for, I was looking for images for the podcast show. The first, the first show, it actually wasn't even my show it was a precursor to the show tonya interviewed me on her show and um and she sent me the like mock-up and it was this woman you could see her ribs right it, it, it wasn't even you can you can see her face it was just the side of her body she was holding her side and you could see her ribs and she looked like totally emaciated and i was like tonya first of all like i can't i can't stand behind this image like this, it's not what I look like. I'm never going to look like that. It makes me a little sick that like this person needs food, right? Mm -hmm. um, and like, I, I can't stand behind promoting that. And so I went outside and I, I took my shirt off in the sun and I had my husband take pictures of me with my iPhone. I think I actually took them myself and like, Frame them in different places and sent them over to her. I was like, use one of these instead because, like, I need to see roundness. Mm -hmm. And it is so hard if you're looking, even just like looking on Unsplash, looking for images for, for marketing stuff, right? It is so hard to find real bodies. I mean, we're all real bodies. I shouldn't say that. Like, the women who are skinny and, and, and young and white are real bodies too. Mm -hmm. But, like, um, I'm, I'm having, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling finding roundness in marketing. Yeah, it's really missing. Yeah. And so, you know, so of course women are going to struggle with this stuff, right? right? And of course we're going to feel like I can't show up like, oh my God, look at me. This is a tragedy. It's, I'm a train wreck. I can't show up. I can't make videos. I, I can't use pictures. I got to use pictures that are five years old, you know? Um, so so, what, so what, how, what do you do with women? Like, how do you, how do you support them in that? 
Well, starting is like, this is the stuff of, you know, it's sort of connecting back to the sexual energy, right? Mm -hmm. And like starting to use that sexual energy first to just be in our own energy and like for ourselves. Like, I'll take just a little sidetrack. I, when I was young, I, I was like either comfortable being highly sexual and dressing like quote unquote slutty mm-hmm. or like super baggy clothes and masculine, you know, like mm-hmm. to me, anything in between was weak and unsafe mm-hmm. and it just screamed Mark. Like I would never just wear like a long flowy skirt. I was like, ew, you know? <laughs> and so, um, the way that I actually was able to feel like I had permission for more of my range in like allowing myself to be beautiful. Like the way, the reason that I felt safe when I was wearing something like really tight and short and like big spiky heels, I was like, yes, you want to fuck me and you can't. And therefore I have the power. Exactly. So that's why I felt safe there. Mm -hmm. Um, But anywhere else, in any other expression of my femininity, my beauty, my sexuality, I just didn't know what to do with it. You know, just didn't feel like it was mine. Mm -hmm. Didn't feel like it belonged to me. So that's part of the first part is like reclaiming it. So for me, when I was young, the way that I did that was through belly dance. That was very powerful for me. That's where I learned to appreciate my curves and my roundness, even though I was a lot skinnier back then, I still wasn't like, you know, industry skinny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I learned to that, like, Oh, I can enjoy my sexual energy for myself with no men around Mm -hmm. and not have it be about a performance, you Mm -hmm. know, and have it about me enjoying and tapping into that energy for my own empowerment and pleasure. Right. And so, that was like the foundation for me to start to love my body and love being a woman and embrace my beauty regardless of like what picture it fit in, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so coming back to like, okay, so how do I apply that now? So it's like, you know, uh, about like, okay, you know, even just touching yourself, like not in a, like, not in a, like to get off sort of way, but just like exploring like how you feel, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And just like appreciating like what's beautiful about you and the softness of your skin and like the roundness of your curves and, you know. um, Yeah, those curves are soft. Yeah, Yeah. you know? And like first just, just love it and appreciate it for yourself, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, So that's kind of where I start. And this is the thing, like what I do is branding, but it's not branding. A lot of what I do has nothing to do with like the strategy, but (laughs) you know, yep, I do. (laughs) It's super powerful. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I want to say too, if there's anyone out there listening who, um, who is on the rounder side of life and who's like kind of in this, like, I don't, I'm, I want to step out into myself, but the image doesn't match up. Like one of one of the things that has been really helpful for me on this journey is acknowledging and owning that as I step forward and I start to model that, 
And I have this platform where I get to bring other women who are also modeling that forward. We get to start to change that storyline culturally. Like we get to be a different image that people get to see and it will change. And And I really firmly believe that. I totally agree. And even like what's happening, I'm glad you brought that point up of like, even what's happening in the fashion industry is like revolutionary, you Mm -hmm. know? of like, you know, with the, what's her name? Something Graham. She's like the plus size model. She's not that big, but still. In comparison <laughs> to the like size zero she's, models. She's not in a size, a size 10 model is revolutionary. Right. You know, even though she's not actually plus size. Right, right. <laughs> That's 10 sizes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like, you know, just for like reference, like I'm, I'm like supermodel height, like I'm like 5'10", you know? And like, when I was at my skinniest, I would still have needed to lose like 40 pounds to be like model skinny when I was like normal size. Mm. (laughs) So just like the, the traditional idea and like what we see in the media has been so crazy. And the only reason that there has been that opening that's like starting to happen in the fashion industry is because of the people who were willing to like stand up and say, Hey, this isn't right. This is fucked up. This isn't mm-hmm. the real story of what a woman looks like. This isn't yeah. a whole picture. You know? And we're developing all these complexes and women are so unhealthy psychologically and physically because of what they're trying to be, what they're trying to match up to. I mean, it's like, that's, that's a whole thing. I almost, I like wanted to cry a couple months ago. I think it was, I, it was an underwear ad, but I shared it on my Facebook page because one of the women in the ad, she's this gorgeous woman and she's got this belly with stretch marks on it. And I was like, this is the most amazing underwear ad I've ever seen in my life. And I like wanted to cry because, right. Cause it's like, where do you ever see? And it, and like, I had this moment still with all the work that I've done, you know, it's like, I still have moments where like my stretch marks aren't okay, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, there was this moment where it's like, because it was in an ad, it validated. And like, I know it's just this really messed up psychology, but it's there, whether we like it or not, like it's a thing. Right. And I still have after, you know, all the work that I continue to do, like it's still there. Right. Mm-hmm. But there was like this moment of like, wow, I'm seeing it in an ad. It means my stretch marks are valid they're okay. They're sexy. I can still yeah. be sexy and like have stretch marks. And this ad is telling me that. And like, it was so powerful. Exactly. And like, I, I think that's so important what you're saying. And like, the, like, that's why representation matters. Right. And it's like, yeah. there's that saying, like, if you can see it, you can believe it and you can create it. But if you can't see it, it's hard. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why representation mm-hmm. matters because and it's like, you know, this slightly off topic, but like why like Black Panther is like such a big deal for so many people. You oh my know? gosh, yeah. Totally. Because it's like, okay, you finally get to see yourself reflected in a positive way when usually the images are all negative, right? Totally. And it's like, it's like in the the physical, it's like, oh, if you, the, the like fat sidekick, you know, that's who you can be. The like funny comic relief, you know, right. like you never the star, like you never the sexy one. Right. Never, <laughs> never the ingenue for sure. Exactly. You know, right. like your story doesn't get to be told, you know, and there's like all yeah. these statistics about how like, 
you know, once a woman reaches like 40 or something, like there's this like really huge gap of women between the age of 40 and like 65 in stories in Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can be the young ingenue, you can be the mom and then like grandma and like, that's it. Like that whole is, you know, rest of the life is skipped that you, you don't matter unless you, you know, you're somebody's mom or grandma or someone's girlfriend, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, so what you're saying is so important. Like when we, when we are the leaders and we are willing to step up and be the ones to show up anyway, even though all this nonsense is out there, yes, we're doing a huge gift for ourselves. We're doing a huge gift for our audience and we're doing a huge gift for society in general, you know? Yeah. And that's another thing that I use for myself and I tell my clients, like, you know, are you going to let this societal bullshit stop you from changing people's lives? Like, is that more important than touching the lives that you came here to positively influence, you know? Yes. Because, and so that's what I have to do. And I will be honest, sometimes I cannot do it for myself. I can't do it for myself. Sometimes I have to just be like, okay, this is for that person who is afraid. This is for that person who's going to give up on themselves and has amazing, beautiful things to offer to the world. And they need something to uplift them. That's who this is for. And that's sometimes the only way I can push myself past my own nonsense. But you know, you know, it's like, I think that that, I, I really love that you brought that point up because I think there's a lot of like, yes, we do need to be able to do this stuff for ourselves, of course. Um, but ultimately, like you're just using that person outside of you as a reflection for that, that person who's too scared inside of yourself, right? Like we're all, yes. we're all serving as mirrors for each other anyway. Exactly. So like you do it for someone else, you really are doing it for yourself. And like, yeah. and I think that that's totally, that's totally valid and okay. Like, you know, one of the things that we talk about at SPE a lot is collaboration and how like we are in a time right now where it's just like, we're not here to do this by ourselves. And so if, if supporting someone else motivates us, like, so be it, you know, like, let that be the motivation to pull us out of our own hole. Like, I'm, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Thank you. Yeah. I guess I need to hear that today. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like, well, at this point I should, you know, have it all under control. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Like that is such a thing too. Like, and I want to say that because I think a lot of people listening to this episode are, are probably people in business themselves or going into business. Like the personal development industry, like we have set up kind of a monster for ourselves. Right. And you see, you see all these people who get to the quote unquote top killing themselves mm -hmm. because you're not supposed, you're supposed to by the storyline that we've written, you're supposed to get to a certain point and after which you are infallible. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where's the human element to that? Where is the, like, we all still continue to grow. Like Tony Robbins fucks up. You know, right. like he's still human, even though he has millions of followers and sells out stadiums, he's still a person. Like we never get to God status in skin. I just don't believe that. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I agree. 
so anyway, that that's my little <laughs> tangent soapbox for a second. No, it's come up with a lot of my clients recently, and I'm like, look, like you're going to fuck up, you're gonna fail, you're going to fall on your face sometimes, you're gonna have hard days, and like that does not mean that you're not good at what you do. Exactly. Yeah. No, I love that. That's so important that you're bringing that up. You know, um, like for me, and that's a part of the way that I kind of teach people to brand, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, you don't have to show up perfect. Like your clients don't actually need that. They, they sometimes need your humanness more than anything else, you right? know? Yeah. And like, like even that's like the post that, you know, you saw that connected us, right? you know, that was something that was for me taking a risk to say something I wanted to say and show a side of myself that like, you know, isn't exactly what everybody else in the industry is else is saying, what everyone else is saying. You know? so let's talk about that. Like for a minute, when it comes to social media, because I think what you did there was super brave. And now here we are having a conversation on a podcast, right? Like I, so for the, our listeners, like I had never met Umwa before today, but I we're friends on social media through Amuna Malinovitz, who was also on the show a little while back. Um, lovely woman. I love her. Amazing, um, and and so somehow we got connected on on social media. I think I, I saw something of yours that she posted, and I was like, "Oh, this woman is interesting." So I friended you, and the rest is history. <laughs> but 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 Umwa posted something that was really bold and really vulnerable about her journey with her body and and not having a conventional body and. And the journey of going from all of the feelings around that to loving it and owning it and claiming it and standing in her power with it and now doing what she does. And it was not your typical social media, like, I'm so fabulous, follow me kind of post. But that's why I, you know, and then I reached out to you. I was like, I want to have you on the show to talk about this because it's that kind of thing. Like, to me, that is true leadership to step out and, and to be willing to say I'm gonna I'm gonna post something that is vulnerable. That's not what everyone else is posting, um, but like that's that's what leads to success. Definitely, I 110% agree. And like this is something that I thank you for that. You know, I appreciate that. Um, you know, and and like I'll say, like that's not easy for me. Like you know, that post before I pushed, you know post I was like really nervous and I was like okay Ah." (laughs) you know and so I am doing that that's part of the work is me continually pushing that edge not from a place of um like competition or anything like that I'm pushing that edge for myself I'm pushing it for my audience you know totally it's for your own growth so you're you're doing what you're saying to your clients to do right exactly kind of do have to walk our talk yeah yes you know (laughs) so but the thing is that like that that's cool about it is like it's not it it's also healing for me you know because I have the story in my head still part of it is like I'm the only one who's felt like this or I'm the Mm. only one on this journey or whatever you know you know, we just have that thing or like, there's not that many people that can relate. And then you mm. put it out there and then people are like, oh my God, yes. You know? And so there's that saying um, about stories that like the personal 
is becomes the universal, right? Totally. Yeah. So actually the more willing you are to be personal and to be vulnerable, the more people you can connect with, you know, yeah. on a deeper level. I, you know, I'm, I'm, this is coming up for me a lot lately because I'm, I've started writing uh, my book and sex, love and superpowers and some of the stuff that I'm writing about in there. I'm like, I can't believe that I'm putting this in a book that I'm going to publish. And like, I don't <laughs> like, like, what's my mom going to think, you know, like, right. all, all no, it's true. <laughs> I'm, it's true. Like I had my aunt unfriended me. And I'm like, you know what? That's okay. (laughs) You know, and I have a lot of people in my community that are Christian. I have people in my community that are a lot of most of my community is like, you know, spiritual, new agey type of people. But and then I have some other people that are like, you know, intellectual atheists. So there's, you know, there's a part of me that's like, oh, my gosh, if I post this picture, all my Christian friends going to unfriend me. But don't, you think, don't you think there's something to like when you really start to boldly step forward as who you are like you you learn who your friends really are yeah and and it's true and i it's uh, it's super validating and it's like the same thing of like do i want people who are in my life or in my energy or even in my clients who are there for a slice of me no i don't want that you know right. And, and even I feel that it helps my clients to get better results, you know, like when I can show up as my full self and I don't need to waste any energy hiding my, any aspect of myself or second guessing myself, I have all of that energy available to focus on them and mm-hmm. to help them move forward and create whatever it is that we're working on, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. And then the other piece about that is that resonance, right? So it's like yes. the more you allow yourself to show up and be seen vulnerably, you know, um, and victoriously, that's another aspect. But, mm-hmm. but the, the, the more you're going to attract people that are in alignment with your like frequency and your real resonance, right? And that those are the people that are going to be the easiest to work with. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to have to like explain things and translate it. They're going to already get it. You're going to already be on the same wavelength. So you yes. can move faster and yes. you can get them results faster. They're, they're going to trust you more. There's going to be all these hurdles that are not going to be there because you're already like so deeply, you know, in vibrational resonance. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's a process, you know, I know for myself, it's been like a huge process. Like the first step was coming almost like coming out of the spiritual closet. Not that like anyone no, in totally. my life didn't know that I'm like, you know, I've been kind of on the total hippie end of things for a while, but there was a thing about like really claiming like, yes, I'm a, I'm a minister. I'm a, you know, I'm going to step into that spiritual lens because of all of the, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of what at, at anyway prevented me um or what was a lot of the obstacles that i was stepping up against as i was stepping into that world was what i thought other people were going to think yes right it's like all of the projections not even like what i what was true but like what i was concerned someone else was going to think about me for doing it right and it's exactly. like exactly who cares it doesn't fucking matter. 
matter. And it's so funny because it's like such an anticlimactic thing on a certain level. Yes. Like all this worry and anxiety and hiding out and like, you know, analyzing and overanalyzing yeah. and just put it out there and it's like, oh, you know. And like, you know, hey, there might be a couple people that unfriend you or make some offhanded comment, but that's the that's the very small, small like I actually haven't really had much experience. I mean, people have unfriended me, but I don't know who they are. Right. I only have one person unfriend me that I was like, oh, okay. And I really have no idea why she unfriended me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's one person, uh, you know, of like thousands, literally, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. And then like, I always put, put these posts and I expect there's going to be some haters and like, you know, there's not. And what I mean by haters are people that are come and like, are like, you know, have something mean to say, or like, right. even people that disagree with me are always like super respectful about it. And that's the other thing. Like you said, it demonstrates leadership, right? Mm-hmm. When you are willing to say the things that other people aren't willing to say, when you're willing to be vulnerable and show up as your real self, when you're willing to claim something that's not the norm, you know, then people actually are afraid to disagree with you. <laughs> and I, and also, I mean, so there's that, but there's also like, I'm really into being able to stay connected and be in, in contrast with someone else. You know, I, I think like that too. I think that's a really valuable skill that I'm, I'll it's be totally honest. I'm, I'm still cultivating that in myself. Like, I don't feel like I've mastered that one, but I think that, it's really important to be able to do. And, and yeah, we, we don't see that very much. It's like either you agree with me or you hate me. There's no middle ground. Like how can we have a, an adult conversation? I know our society is a little adolescent, but like, how can we let's, let's evolve culturally. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and be able to have conversations as adults and acknowledge that like we don't have to agree on everything and that doesn't mean that we can't still be friends and we can't still come to a place yeah. of love and unification. Like Yeah. You know. I I think that you're right, and it's like something that we do need to cultivate and it's not something we've been taught and it's not something that's happening actively. And I post stuff like this before about like, you know, you're allowed to disagree with me on my page. I'm never gonna say I think X, Y, Z. And if you don't agree, unfriend me. I'm not going to say that. You know, I don't believe that that's, I I don't believe that we should be creating these little bubbles where everyone agrees with us and we don't talk to anybody else. And I think that that's part of what's causing a lot of the problems that we have and going on in our country right now, you know, of, of people just bubbling up and just like, no, I'm not even going to, you know, acknowledge your existence, you know, and I think it's like part of it. It's like, yeah, you can take a stand for what you believe without saying a big fuck you to everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, I don't, I don't always have the energy or the bandwidth to do that. And I, and I try and I think it's important. And I think that, being that that willingness to build bridges with people that don't agree with us is the only way that we're going to actually create change. You know, we can, yes, you know, preaching to the choir has its value and 
if you really want to create change, there has to be change from, you know, the people who are on the other side of the fence, you know, and like, we have to change too, which means we have to be willing to like, okay, let's see what you're talking about. What's your perspective? Where are you coming from? And a lot of times, like the, the values are in alignment, but just like the, the ideal, the, the approach is different, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I made a, a video about the whole Nike thing. Um, and this kind of goes into the archetype. So the, the, the archetype, the brand archetype for Nike is the hero. Right. Mm. So you, you're, you basically what Nike did was polarize, like it's two different faces of their audience that identifies with the hero archetype. So there's like the, the, all of the people who are like behind the athletes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that story from the story of like coming from, you know, poverty and working hard and practicing, and, you know, rising to the top to become like the superstar. And then there's the other people who are more like the military type of people. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that have that kind of same, even though these communities are totally different, but they have the same value as like work hard, you know, show up, um, don't give up, be better than everybody else. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so basically it's like, you guys agree your values are the same right? But you, you're, you, as far as like how that should come about is where you differ, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, what Nike chose to do was, you know, people, I I mean, I don't have any like sort of moral judgment on it either way. You know, I think it's a powerful thing, but I actually, I'll be honest. I have no idea what Nike did. Okay. Okay. So, um, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick, I'm not saying his name right. Okay. I'm not into sports at all. So he's the guy who started the whole like kneeling thing uh-huh. with the anthem in the NFL. Uh-huh. So Nike and Nike has a history of doing this and this is part of their brand. Nike launched a campaign where they put him as like the spokesperson and they had this print ad with his face and it said, um, I can't remember exactly, but it's some, something like um, sometimes when you believe in something, you have to sacrifice everything. Hmm. Right. Hmm. So all the like conservative um, military oriented police officer type of people were like, fuck Nike, you know, People were burning their Nikes, putting it on social media, cutting the swooshes off of all their clothes. Um, This guy literally burnt his house down on accident while he was like burning his Nike here, right? Like people are going ballistic. They're going crazy. And on the other hand, you have like all these people like in the black community, they're like, yes, Nike. And like going out and like buying Nikes in mass. Everyone's like, I'm going to be like, you know, Mm-hmm. And then uh, the stock crash, like crashed the first day, whatever uh, investors were upset about it because it's like, oh, this, it's like a very, you know, they took a strong political stance, which mm-hmm. isn't something that a big brand usually does, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Nike's not dumb. This was like a brilliant move. 
So anyways, that's what Nike did. So they put they put him and Serena Williams because I don't know if you know what happened with Serena Williams recently. No, I'm like really not as uh, informed about anything that okay. goes on in mainstream reality as I should be. Okay, well, Serena Williams, you know, is like, you know, one of the best athletes in the world, hands down, right? Mm-hmm. It, tennis is a very old school, uptight sport. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, some people may say racist. So anyways, Serena was wearing this cat suit that she had specially made because she had like blood clots when her daughter was born. And it's like literally to help her like not die. But this guy who was like, I don't know, in charge of something was like, no, you can't wear that because I don't like it. Basically. (laughs) He just was like, this isn't, it does. I just don't like it. And so you have to wear a skirt because that's what, how we do it. Mm -hmm. Even though there was no actual official dress code, there was no reason. He just was like, I don't like it. You can't wear that. Mm-hmm. So then she like came out and she wore something similar, but with like a black tutu. That was what she was her like, <laughs> you know, okay, fine. Uh-huh. So that was another piece of the Nike thing where they were like, you can take the superhero out of her cat suit, but you can't take away her superpowers, uh-huh. you know? So, so what Nike is doing it's super powerful, you know? And to me, it was also very interesting that like these two groups of people that are like, you know, super polarized and like having extreme negative reactions to each other actually have the same exact values. (laughs) And if we could find some way to focus on that, then maybe we could start to break down the walls, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So from a branding perspective, I think that's an interesting conversation. It feels like, um, like another conversation because um, we are getting to the end of our time, but it's a very fascinating one um, and one I'd be interested in having because I think you're absolutely right. Um, I think the more we can focus on what makes us same rather than what makes us different, the better off we're all going to be. Um, right. Yeah for sure. Um, I want to just thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been a really rich conversation. I've really enjoyed it. I feel like we covered a lot of awesome, awesome territory. Um, before we sign off, is there any, any sort of last little nugget you want to leave our, our listeners with when it comes to body confidence and, and branding their business? Yeah. Um, so two things. One, I just want to say that, um, you know, whatever it is that you are afraid of or whatever part of yourself that you're hiding, that's probably the thing that your people need the most from you. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the, the place where you have the most power for your own transformation. Um, that's one piece. And the other piece I want to say is that we are all beautiful and mm. that our beauty starts really on the inside. And the more that we allow ourselves to trust our beauty on the inside and to rely on our beauty on the inside, the more that's going to shine and translate no matter what you look like physically. 
like when I go out into the world feeling a certain way, people tell me I'm beautiful like all the time. And then other days or other times in my life where I looked pretty much the same, I didn't have that experience. And it's not that the way I looked changed. It was the way I felt about myself and allowed myself to have access. It's so true. It's so yeah. So I just would invite you to um, find and appreciate and enjoy your beauty on the inside and and your even your gifts that as you allow those to shine, that's part of your beauty, you know, mm-hmm. and that will give you more courage and confidence and that will be reflected outside of you no matter what your body looks like. Absolutely. Amen to that. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, Umwa. Um, and again, you can go to sacredbranding.com to find out more about Uma and her work. Um, definitely go and check that out. Um, we didn't get to talk much about the astrological correlating with branding, but I think that's a fascinating thing. And I'm sure you can find out more about it on her website. And to our listeners, I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.